Three kinds of business ran out of the Atravi dye works in Froghole. There was the legitimate kind that stank of urine and starch, overseen by workers with faces steamed red and rough from the dye vats. There was the illegal kind that took advantage of the stench and proximity to the fouled West Channel to smuggle Aja, saltpeter, papaver, and other illicit goods into Nadezra. Then there was the business that came with no questions asked. Vargo learned about the third sort the afternoon a foreign-sounding cuff came to the dye works. His head was shaved bald like a plague victim, but he dressed as fine as any man from the pearls in a velvet coat dyed a plum so dark it could have been mistaken for black. The gaze that fell on Vargo when he darted forward at the foreman's snap was like a fen vultures, dark and void of emotion. This isn't your usual boy. Yarshin came down with the shivers, ain't getting back up again the foreman said, scowling at the rudeness of Vargo's predecessor dying like that. This one's solid, though. Running three months and he ain't filched or scarpered yet. Not that the foreman knew, anyway. Vargo stood straight and did his best to look trustworthy. I see. That black gaze narrowed at him. How old are you? Near 11, Vargo said. It wasn't quite a lie. For many rookery kids, guessing took the place of knowing. Good enough. The man handed Vargo a tightly wrapped bundle, the strings webbing it sealed with wax, and a letter tucked under the bindings. Eastbridge, along the Pomcaro Canal, number 71. It's from Balmana and Shimori. You're not to leave until he's tried it on. Understand? No, but who could suss out the strange demands of cuffs? Easier to just nod. So Vargo did, and the cuff left, and the foreman sent Vargo off to the upper bank. And if Vargo made a stop on the way, wasn't anyone going to be the wiser? Even before he'd started running contraband for the dye works, Vargo knew the uses of steam, one of many secrets shared among the runners of Nadezhra, like reading. If delivering a message could only hook you a mill, knowing its contents might earn you a dechira. Someday, someone at the top of the heap was going to realize the untapped potential of the runner network, and there wouldn't be a secret in Nadezhra that was safe. But for now, Vargo only cared about the secret of the day. Hunched in his squad on the roof of a dumpling shop, he held the letter next to a vent and waited for the steam to soften the sealing wax enough to peel it open. Who do you think that was, Peabody? He asked the bottle tucked away in an inner pocket of his coat. He lifted it from a merchant last month, hoping for some Zrel to warm him against the spring rains. Instead, he got a baby king peacock spider, no bigger than a pea, living in a little glass world of twigs and moss. Better than Zrel in the long run, even if Vargo was the one doing the warming. The spider couldn't answer, of course, and the letter didn't explain much more. Thus and such merchant wanted some cuffs custom and please accept this token, blah, blah. Vargo sealed it back up and went to work on the strings of the package. A bit of wiggling got him a corner of midnight velvet with onyx and smoke-dark topaz worked into the embroidery. Before he'd slipped into Yarshin's old job at the dye works, Vargo had run packages for a laundry in the shambles. Before that, it was a tailor in Westbridge. 
If they had anything in common, it was that customers rarely noticed a few loose gems. And if they did, it wasn't the messenger who took the blame. You'll be dining on the finest grubs in Nadezhra tonight, Varko told Peabody. Drawing his thumb knife, he carefully snipped the edge of the embroidery, taking his cut of Nadezhra's wealth. <laughs>